Welcome back, everybody, to Your Creativity. This is Dylan doing a lone interview. He's making chocolates and having fun up at the shop. Uh, we are on Skype today with uh, Delaney Fisher. She is a very talented artist and podcaster and a former comedian and a bunch of other things that uh, we'll, we'll jump into saying hello. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thanks for having me. How, how's the weather there today in California? Utah's cold. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's probably like, I don't know, 70 degrees probably if I had to guess. Word. I haven't been outside yet today, but it's, you take a look, pretty sunny. Beautiful. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry you're freezing <laughs> over there. It's okay. It's It's part of being in Utah this time of year. Yeah. So, um, I kind of want to work backwards. Um, you've got a new project, and it's um, you talk about it a lot on your podcast, and it's kind of your, your main thing now. It's um, yeah. called uh, Dicks by Delaney. What is that? Because yeah. on the podcast, you've, like, you've talked about going to meetings, and you have to explain what you do. So Yeah. So, Dicks by Delaney is my online gag gift business. I basically make hand-painted penis portraits or penis caricatures on different types of dishware. So coffee mugs, salt and pepper shakers, shot glasses. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be launching a couple other products soon. Uh, but yeah, it's basically like people send me a picture of their favorite celebrity or character or loved one. And I make them into a, a, a penis character. I feel like I should show you something because people are like, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm working on some sketches right now. I'm making somebody a Harry Potter uh, or Harry Peter, if you will, mug, uh, a couple other people. So I sketch them first and then I sketch them again on the mug uh, and then I paint them. So like, it's kind of like a discreet dick. It's not like, if you had it like on your on your office, you know the the desk in your office, people wouldn't be able to tell right away. It's like a very subtle kind of dick joke. <laughs> it's like you don't know till you you know. <laughs> kind of yeah, thing. you don't know, so it's like that's me as a penis. Then everybody knows. But um, yeah, so it's just it's kind of like it's just it's just fun. I started it as a hobby um, a few years ago. I uh, basically started as a white elephant gift exchange. I went to a holiday party with a bunch of comedians and they told everybody to bring like a homemade gift for the gift exchange. And I just ended up painting a bunch of colorful penises on a coffee mug and everybody liked it. <laughs> and then people started asking me to make them dick mugs for their homes and stuff like that. And so I've been slow, you know, I've been doing it on the side for, for about three years uh, and decided to just really launch it and, uh, you know, put the time and effort into making it, you know, a, a bit more of a real business than a, than a hobby. And yeah, it's really exciting. I was able to give notice at my other job and I'm now doing Dick by Delaney full time. So I, I love it. So painting people as the penises, where did that idea even come from? Oh my gosh. I wish I knew like the exact moment. So it started off with me just kind of drawing like penis characters, just like penises with mouths and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then I decided at some point to try, try to like make characters into penises. And I think it was just, 
was just like a natural evolution of what I was just kind of messing around with. And I remember bin, I was binge watching Parks and Rec at the time. So I decided to try to turn uh, Ron Swanson into a penis, Dong Swanson, if you will. Uh, and I made, I just kind of, I drew him the way I would if I was making a real portrait of him. And then I just made, instead of, you know, a full body, I just drew balls as his chest. And there you go. Or his feet. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That sounds crazy. Um, but yeah, there's kind of an evolution, uh, uh, just kind of messing, messing around with things and experimenting. So where, where do you want to go with it moving forward? Like what, what do you see it for it ultimately? That is such a great question. I mean, I would love for this to be, uh, just, I would love for this to be a gag gift that everybody ends up getting eventually. I know it's not for everybody, um, but you know, it's one of those things where I can't really, I can't really market myself in like the mainstream way. So luckily I have almost seven years of background in stand-up comedy. So I'm really heavily involved in the comedy community and that's how I've been marketing these items, just my own social media following and promoting it on other people's podcasts and stuff like that. Um, but I would love to, I guess the goal would be to like ha be able to employ other people at least, even if it's just a handful of people, uh, to really make this thing, you know, as big and fun as it could possibly be. That's awesome. Um, so before that, um, yeah, that's your newest thing. So you also do a podcast, which, yes. which I love. It's kind of my own therapy. <laughs> kind of <laughs> gets me realigned with things. Um, it's self-helpless podcast. And yeah. You, you do that with um, Taylor Tomlinson, who I've met. She's came to Wise Guys here in Salt Lake. And, oh, nice. Great. And then, uh, oh, gosh, this is horrible. Oh, <laughs> What's the other Kelsey. one? Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, Kelsey. Please forgive me. Um, so how did that how did that come about? You 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 guys met through stand up, I assume. Yeah, yeah, we started. So we all knew of each other uh, in the stand up community, and we were all fans of each other. We kind of all had comedy crushes on each other, and so we knew. Um, you know, we were more acquaintances and then we started working on a project together. We started writing a pilot, uh, realized that we all gelled very well and we were all very similar and, um, just, it was so nice to find, uh, support in, in the entertainment industry in the way where you really feel like you're connected with somebody. There's a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of fake friendships and, and unsuccessful collaborations and stuff like that. And so we really felt like we had found family in a way. And we decided that even if that project we were working on didn't go anywhere, we still wanted to work with each other. So we decided to just do something fun. And uh, Taylor brought up the idea of doing a podcast and we're all into different areas of self-help. We decided to do that. And then, you know, I threw out the name self helpless and then Kelsey had equipment already because she had a podcast before that. So within a couple of days, uh, we had, you know, we started recording. We're all very type a, so everybody just got to work immediately, yeah. launched the podcast. Um, and that passion project has become like our, one of our main focuses in our career, which we're so grateful for. It really, it really, uh, grew a lot quicker than we, ever anticipated and yeah we're extremely excited where it's at now and where it's going uh, so you said each of you have different um kind of 
places in self-help that you kind of assign yourself to? Can you give us a short list of of each of you? Oh, absolutely. So uh, Taylor is really great about like uh, living a healthy lifestyle, uh, eating and exercise. She's really done a good job of like incorporating that into her life uh, in a very attainable way. Uh, Kelsey is a great like feng shui advocate and beauty guru. So just like we go to her for all the advice that we need on, you know, makeup and feeling good and feeling pretty and all that stuff. Um, I, I'm more uh, into like helping, uh, with dating and relationship advice and career advice. Uh, and that's kind of what our listeners kind of come to me with. So we all have very different areas in the kind of self-help world. Um, and, uh, you know, we all kind of started in different ways where I think Taylor's first help, self-help book that she ever read, uh, was about like, I don't know, the, the 10 habits of highly successful teens or something. Um, Kelsey's first self-help book was a feng shui book. I read a breakup book for the first time. You know, that was my first, um, kind of intro- introductory path to self-help. Uh, I'm very much into minimalism and stuff now too, so decluttering and living really simply and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but those are kind of our main focuses. And then we, we review a different topic or of self-help every single episode or interview somebody who's been diagnosed with something that they want to open up about and share their experiences. We have experts on the show, whether it's a nutritionist or psychologist or whoever it might be. So it's been a lot of fun. We've learned a lot from it and definitely changed our lives being part of that podcast. The minimalism interests me because um, I've the other half of this office um, you don't want to see. <laughs> but I, uh, can you give me and my listeners a tip or two of you know help with minimalism? Yeah, absolutely. So I a few years ago I read a book called uh, The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo, and that really started this whole journey for me. Um, since then I have donated or thrown away probably 80% of my belongings and I don't even have a car right now. I don't own a car. My boyfriend and I share a car. Um, so it kind of just started with getting rid of excess stuff. Um, so everything in my home is either like it serves a purpose. It's very intentional or it brings me some kind of joy. Everything else is gone. Any, so you know, if I have one jacket I really love, I just have that one jacket. I don't have five jackets that I just think are okay. I mean, it's just kind of kind of changing your mindset and, and living with what you just need instead of, you know, having all this different stuff. Um, if I had to give you some tips to kind of get started, I would say reading that book would be number one. It's fantastic. Um, also, The Minimalists um, out there, they have a great podcast and all kinds of great materials. Uh, they have like a 21 day minimalist challenge. If you go check out their stuff, um, really helpful tools. Like I don't own, I don't have any pictures on my walls. I have a digital picture frame where I have all my photos just kind of, uh, go through on a slideshow. Um, I've, I've thrown away all of my, like, I don't have any like paper clutter in my home. I got a little portable scanner and I scan everything and keep it on a hard drive or my computer. Um, so yeah, just little things like that. Uh, and just, you know, if you're, if you don't like it, if it doesn't make you happy, if you own something that makes you feel guilty or just doesn't feel good, just get rid of it. 
Um, that's kind of a, a good place to start, I would say. But I could talk about minimalism forever, so <laughs> I don't want to bore you with all that stuff. No, it's okay. I have a friend. Her name's Maggie, and she she has enough oh, uh, possessions that she can fit it in her car. So she's always moving yeah. around. She's work, working everywhere, but she wow. doesn't live anywhere. She just has the car and her. It it it, it just blows uh, me away. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that's definitely uh, a whole other level. That's pretty amazing. I um, yeah, I I still like have like I have a couple of Christmas decorations out right now, but I have a pair of stockings that are hanging on, on my fireplace. I have a cookie jar that's like a penguin and a cute holiday hat. And then I have my little Christmas tree out here and that's all I have. So it's just like a few items that make me happy and then fits in a small box for the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's completely changed my life living that way. I'm the type of person that if I see clutter or things are messy, I can't really focus on anything else. And I just feel really stressed and overwhelmed. So getting rid of all this excess stuff in my life has really allowed me to focus on what I want and what's important to me. And I definitely attribute it to a lot of my success with starting a business and finding a great relationship and all of that stuff because I'm not spending time cleaning or organizing or doing any of these things that used to take up so much of my time with all the stuff that I owned. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend the lifestyle if anybody is is kind of looking for a change. That, that kind of takes me to the stand-up comedy because that's something that you decided huh. to, you know... Your your friends are still in comedy, but you know you've eliminated it from your life. Um, what when did you uh, start stand up, and what was what was the situation there? Was it open mic or or what? Yeah, yeah. So I started in college. Um, so I was about twenty one when I started, and a friend of mine just really encouraged me to go to an open mic and try it out. And it's something that I never. It felt like I wanted to do on my own. I was definitely like encouraged to do it. I don't know if I would have ever just gone up there with anybody telling me or anybody not telling me to do it. Um, and so I started in college. Uh, I really loved it. I started going to as many open mics as possible. Uh, when I graduated, I really immersed myself in the Los Angeles comedy scene you know, doing open mics every single night and meeting people. And then I eventually produced my own show. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like a snowball effect. Uh, then I got a, a few TV credits and started getting booked, you know, all over the place at different clubs and, you know, started opening for people on the road or whatever it might be. I started headlining locally, all that stuff. Um, and it was very exciting. And there was a lot of stuff I loved about it. But ultimately, as I got older, um, it was about a few years ago. So I, I did stand up for about six and a half years. And I would say a few years into it, I realized all, all the sacrifices that people make in order to be successful in that industry. Uh, and I had gotten a taste of the lifestyle that I would have to live to make that happen. And I just wasn't willing to do that. So I decided to slowly kind of ease out of stand-up and, and make a change over the course of a couple years. So I stopped taking out-of-town gigs. I started only performing locally um, within a couple hours of my home. And I just kind of scaled back that way until I just wasn't really doing it much anymore. I produced my own comedy special um, as kind of like a a farewell to stand up kind of project right. that'll be um, out very soon. Actually in the next month it'll be out. 
Um, and yeah, so it just, it was one night where I decided, um, like I remember the moment I knew I had to make a change. I was performing at a great club in Los Angeles. Everything had gone super well. I had a great set. Uh, other comedians, you know, uh, complimented me. Uh, I had fans coming up asking for photos and stuff like that. It was a great night. And after performing that night, I still wasn't happy. And I knew that this, this was not really something I really, really loved anymore. There's aspects of it I loved. Uh, but ultimately, I really wanted to be able to come home to the same city every night and have more of a foundation and a more conventional uh, lifestyle than stand-up can really provide a lot of the time. So, yeah, that's when I decided to focus on my what was my side business or hobby for a few years, Dick's by Delaney. I decided to really put a lot of effort into it to see if I could make a living doing that because I really just wanted to work from home, have control over my time, uh, still do something creative and fun that was comedy related. Uh, but I didn't want to be out every single night and out of town every weekend and just kind of grinding like that all the time. So yeah, that's kind of how I, uh, I shifted. What, what are some of your favorite experiences? You were on, um, the last call with, uh, Carson Daly, you know, yeah. what, how, how was that? And what other kind of experiences did you really yeah. enjoy? Uh, man, there's so many. Yeah. The, I was on last call with Carson Daly. That was a really fun experience. Uh, my first TV credit ever was on a show called stand up and deliver. It was on nouveau TV. <laughs> I don't even think nouveau TV exists anymore. Um, so I got to do a lot of like a, a few really cool things um, on TV that I never thought in a million years I would get the opportunity to do. And then I, I've been to a lot of amazing comedy festivals, the Cabo Comedy Festival and the Big Bear Comedy Festival and Idaho Laugh Fest and all these really great events where I got to meet other comedians and just perform and have fun uh, so I've lucked out with being a part of that. I've gotten to uh, collaborate with a lot of really talented, wonderful people on web series or scripts or whatever it might be. Um, and just, you know, sitting in green rooms with people, getting to have conversations with comedians that I've admired my whole life and watched growing up and being able to work with people, some of which were, you know, my idols uh, as a kid. That's been an amazing experience. Um, but yeah, ultimately it just wasn't really enough to keep me in that, that world. I was unhappy most of the time. Uh, and I knew I really needed to kind of figure it out. Now, you gotta, you gotta be happy in what you do or it's, it, it's debilitating. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's see, double check my questions here. Um, yeah. in your life, who, who inspires you, you know, as a, whether the artistic or podcasting or that's a great question um i would say you know i have a lot of like inspirations like celebrities like oprah and stuff like that but i would say people that inspire me in my daily life are uh my best girlfriends like all of the women that i've surrounded myself with are doing really awesome things uh very independent and creative and successful and supportive and I would say my friends are the ones who really, really inspire me and support me and keep me going. Um, and also, I would say my mom. My mom's been one of those women as well, who's always been my biggest fan and best friend and, and big support system. 
Uh, if I had to pick out comedians that I love, um, well, I work with two of my favorite comedians on the podcast, so that's pretty cool. You know, I was fans of them before I even started working with them, so that's that's been a cool experience. Um, and ugh, my favorite comedians is so hard. Love Tig Notaro. I love Hannibal Burris. Um, Pete Holmes. Um, God, there's so many. I could give a list of like 30 people right now, but um, yeah, those are that's where I find most of my inspiration is my is my friends. What surprised me as I I work at Wise Guys as their graphic designer, so I do all the posters yeah. and everything, and I get to meet the comedians as they come through. It, cool. it, it's just amazing how down to earth some of them are, you know, because you yeah. think of them as these big celebrities in movies and TV shows, and they're just going to be like, you know, bring me this, you know, leave me alone. Yeah. It's not showtime. Some are, <laughs> and some are like that, but, but the majority right. of them are, are down to earth, and then we'll sit there and, you know, talk with you and... It's just been amazing. So I, I know exactly what you mean there. Um, yeah. What what situations are you most creative in? Ooh, that's a great question. I love situations where I am collaborating with people that I really love. Um, I do a lot of creative work on my own, but I much prefer, like, sitting with the writer's group and throwing out ideas and kind of, you know, talking about each other's stuff. Uh, I've always really thrived in that environment. And that's definitely something I miss about stand-up is just kind of being around really funny and talented people all the time in those settings where people are just kind of generating ideas back and forth. And uh, so I, I feed off of other people's energy a lot. I can, I can, I can uh, force myself to do things on my own and be creative on my own. And I, I'm pretty good with like structuring my day like that. But yeah, I love just like meeting a friend for lunch and talking about their movie idea or a bit they're working on or how to figure out, you know, how to make their business work or whatever that might be. Awesome. I've got a couple of bonus questions, but before I get into those, is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like people to know about you or what you're doing? Ah, that's a good question. I would say something that a lot of people do not talk about, especially in entertainment um, and on social media and all that stuff, is that I had to try so many different things to figure out what I actually wanted um, that some people would kind of view as failures. But for me, I just... Try as much as you need to try to figure out what you like and what you don't like. Um, that was a big lesson for me. Every time I would try something and I didn't like it or I didn't feel connected to it, I felt like I was like failing. But really, I was just learning about myself and growing and trying to figure out what direction I really wanted to go. Uh, something that really helped me figure out kind of my dream job uh, was kind of reverse engineering it. I thought about what kind of lifestyle I really wanted and then kind of worked backwards from there. I knew that I wanted to be my own boss and have control over my time uh, and still be creative and all this stuff. And so I kind of built Dick's Pie Delaney around that idea of what I wanted out of my day-to-day. -day. So if that helps anybody, I would uh, consider starting there. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So bonus question time. Uh, okay. Who's your favorite Muppet and why? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, man. I think I always loved Miss Piggy because she was 
sassy and you know you could tell she was the boss over kermit but they still really loved each other and that's maybe how i feel in my own relationship i don't know <laughs> yeah she knows what she wants and she goes for it exactly she is a yeah independent woman who happens to have a great relationship <laughs> there you go and who would play you in the life in the movie of your life oh that's a good question Oh, man. I've always been told I look like Julia Stiles, so maybe that would be a natural casting choice. Um, I also really love... Man, who else? Oh, man, there's so many people. Um, gosh. Gosh, who's the girl from Juno? Ellen something. Ellen Page. Ellen Page. I like her a lot. I, I feel like she could probably play me and nail it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's sassy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And where where can the world find you and you doing yeah. all your little things? All your things. They're not little. Your things are big. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um Delaneyfisher.com, D-E-L-A-N-I-E-F-I-S-C-H-E-R.com is where everything is, you know, hosted on that website. And then Dixbydelaney.com is for my my dick mugs and salt and pecker shakers and cock glasses, <laughs> if you want those. Get them in time for the holidays. Uh, and then on social media, I'm at Dicks by Delaney and at Delaney Fisher on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the whole shebang. And then every week they can catch you and the other girls oh, on yes. the podcast. And, and, yes, selfhelplesspodcast.com for my podcast. Uh, and we release uh, a new episode every single Monday. And you can follow at Self Helpless Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And we have a great Facebook group that you can join if you want advice from other listeners or just anything at all. It's a great community. And sign up for the Patreon so they can go on tour and see everybody. <laughs> yes, I would love that. Yes, we at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. Um, we have all kinds of cool rewards and bonus episodes on there. And we are planning a live tour uh, in the very near, near future. Wise Guys is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep it in mind. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you, Delaney. Thank you for taking time out of your warm Thursday afternoon to talk to a cold <laughs> boy in Utah. The podcast is done, man. <laughs>